Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Uh, good to see you guys today. I know it's been a little bit, uh, but I like to try to, you know, just I speak when I got something to say. Um, so, um, welcome back. Um, excited to spend some time with you guys today. What I wanted to talk about today was an area that I feel like most people fail in their relationships. And today's more so, you know, even if you aren't in a relationship right now, I feel like you could take something away from this uh, and just remember this for when you do uh, begin to enter into a relationship with somebody. So I'm talking, you know, to the people out there that are husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, you know, um, and, you know, I've been married for a little over a year and a half. You know, Geneva and I have been together for, you know, better part of seven years. Um, you know, I got a little bit of experience with this. Definitely not like if I were like, uh, you know, I don't think I'm a white belt, but maybe I'm a blue belt. You know, there's purple, brown, and black above me, but I feel like I'm a blue belt, you know? And, and you know, if you count seven years of dating, maybe I'm even a purple belt. But, you know, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not an expert, but one thing I do do is I spend... <laughs> do do. One thing I do... <laughs> is I spend a lot of time in introspection and I spend a lot of time thinking um, and I do a lot of self-reflection and self-evaluation. And, you know, recently I've been thinking about marriage and relationships and my relationship and my marriage and, you know, just life um, and just really, you know, approaching the new year. I hate to use the new year as a, as a landing point for like achievement or a marker for achievement, I, I think that it's stupid to wait to a new, till a new year. But invariably, we've been conditioned to think that growing up, uh, you know, the new year marks, you know, rebirth and growth and all this other stuff, right? Or a no, new chance for some reason. I don't know why, but we do. So, um, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of reflection and thinking, and I was thinking about why do so many relationships fail? You know, we've been to a couple breaking points in our relationship and made it through to the other side. Um, and I was thinking, why do certain people, certain relationships fail while others thrive? Because we all deal with similar things in life. We're all, you know, relationships, we all have our own unique problems in our own unique relationships, obviously. But again, a lot of them are very, very similar. Um, very similar. And it's interesting to see how similar they really are across the board in terms of what people deal with, regardless of what the outward portrayal uh, appears to be. So my point in saying this is that I, I think I've, I've, I've identified a critical point of failure, and it's not even a critical point because that suggests that it's one massive event. Rather, it's, it's a culmination of little events that happen over time uh, that I've attributed and thought back and drawn. You know, and, and again, this is based off of my relationship and then other people's relationships I've observed. And um, it's, it's a culmination of this what I'm about to talk about over a long enough period of time that eventually erodes at the foundation of the relationship and causes its destruction. So that that failure point, that, that culmination point rather, is, is what I'm about to talk about. And what that is is that when we start to, um, and again, this is, this is through the lens of my own experience, um, but I, I've seen this many times in others. When we start to date somebody, you know, as the man, like, you're trying to lock that person down. You know what I mean? You're trying to lock that woman down. Like, you, you know, you're bringing your A game to every area of the relationship. You're selling her on yourself. And then the women, too. The women are also, I know that there's more of a masculine to feminine, uh, you know, chase and pursuit and hunt. 
Uh, but there's also, you know, that is sometimes reciprocated from the woman to the man too, where, you know, she gets with a man and she really wants to lock that dude down, you know, long term. So at the beginning of the relationship, we date and we date, we date. So guys, we write notes, we flowers and date, date nights and we, we listen to her. You do a lot more listening probably than you did speaking at the beginning of the relationship. Uh, you seem to be and probably are genuinely interested in what she has to say. You're, you're trying, and what are you doing while you're doing that? You're trying to learn her. You're trying to what, you know, figure out what makes her tick, what she's passionate about. You know, what ways can you relate to her so that you can further strengthen the bond between the two of you and again, lock her down long term as a, as a mate, as a partner, right? And women, you're doing the same. You know, you're going up probably in a lot of areas over and above, uh, you know, what you would normally do for a normal person to secure that relationship with that man long term. You know, so for women, it might be, you know, bringing your A game in the bedroom. I don't know. It's a, it, it might be you, you're listening to him. You ask him more about his day more. Uh, you know what I mean? Your, your little cute messages throughout the day. I don't know what it is. Just think about all you need to do is think about your last relationship or your current relationship and think about the dating phase and honestly do a mental exercise and go back and think about what it felt like and what you did in that dating phase to secure that individual. So like come up with like a list in your head. So what I've found that happens is that over time and the old, you know, the, the easy thing to say is, oh, we just stopped dating each other. You got to go back to dating each other. Well, I want to take it a step further because that's what everybody says. That's that's professional marriage advice. You got to go back to the dating phase. Buy your flowers. Write her a note. Like that'll work maybe for a day or a moment, but it's not going to work. Look, it's not going to work long term. What we have to do is we need to do a further examination of why that happens. And I think why that happens is that we cement ourselves in roles in the relationship. And once we've cemented ourselves in the roles in our relationship there becomes a boundary between the two individuals that is rarely ever crossed over. Let me say that again, because when you understand what I'm gonna say, I try to toot my own horn here, but I'm gonna toot this message horn and say that it's very profound. When we are with somebody for a long period of time, we assume roles in the relationship. We thus cement ourselves into these roles, which thus creates a boundary, a division, a gap, a divide between the two people. And we think that our execution of those roles is enough to satisfy the other person. Man, so let me tell you what I'm saying. And this, is, this has been a tough thing for me to work through because I've seen myself do this in my current relationship and past relationships as well. Like, so for me, you know, I got some game, man. You know, I, <laughs> you know, when I was, when I was dating Geneva and when I, you know, before her, she, you know, I don't, you don't want to talk about other women, but I feel like I was really good at dating. You know, I had a, I was able to figure out what made the other person tick really quickly. You know, the love language, what's there? I would always try to identify what's the love language and how can I speak that love language in the best way for this individual. And what happens is, you know, you start dating, you start dating, you're speaking that language, you're speaking that language. And what happens is you, you kind of get, you fall into these traditional, at least for me, I fall into a traditional role of provider and protector. 
And what happens is, is that when I fall into that traditional role of provider and protector, I stop speaking the other person's language because, because listen, women want to be provided for, they want to be protected. I don't care what kind of new age feminist bullshit you've been sold on, but I don't know a single happier, fulfilled feminist. I don't know what. Okay. So women biologically are wired to want to be protected and protected and provided for. You know, it says that men build the world, the women make it livable. Men build the world, women make it livable. Men are, men are you know, industrious creators. And, and not that women aren't creators, they're creative in a different way. They literally create life, which is the most incredible thing on the planet. Something a man could never do, right? Well, I fall into this, this it's almost an archetype, really, of protector and provider. And what happens is, is when we fall into these respective roles, and some of them, I said, are even archetypal, archetypical, maybe? They're archetypes in nature, like protector, provider, masculine man. We fall into these roles, we get cemented into these roles, and we no longer cross the boundary to speak the other person's language. So for me, the way that I uh, show my love and appreciation for somebody is I protect them, and that's, you know, physically, obviously, like, ain't nobody going to mess with my wife. There's no chance they'd get, they'd get choke slammed through the middle of the earth. So, but it's also like, I, I like to insulate people from problems. I like to insulate her from problems. You know, when I was struggling in business and broke and had nothing, I tried to protect her from that as, as long as I could before, you know, we couldn't put gas in the car and I could, I can't keep telling her my, my debit card kept, you know, getting shut off. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only so, only so many excuses you can come up with. But we fall into these roles and we fail to cross over that boundary to the other person's side. And what we do is we tell ourselves, like it's very easy for me to tell myself like, man, my wife doesn't have to worry about anything. I make amazing money. We've got an amazing house and vehicles and we go on all these trips every month pretty much and nice five-star dinners and we stay in presidential suites at every hotel we go to and blah, 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 blah. She got a you know, a, a, a pretty big ass rocker on her finger and all this other stuff. Right. And, you know, I know she knows she feels, I know she feels protected physically. Uh, I know she knows I, you know, I know that she feels like I protect her from the world and, you know, some, some of the nastier things of the world. And, you know, she doesn't have a whole lot to worry about in terms of like finances and protection, right? She is provided for and protected. The problem is, is as a man, if that's the only way we express our love to our women, what we find is that we're no longer dating uh, that person anymore. And instead, where it's almost like we're showing up for a job. And if you're just showing up for a job every day, your relationship is going to get boring, it's going to get stale, and it's going to fall apart over a long enough timeline, which is why there's only 18% of American families right now, 18% that are mom, dad, children, not divorced. The divorce ratio is like 50%, traditional households. You know, there's others with mom, dad, and children. I mean, a married mother and father. A married mother and father and children, 18% right now. And we wonder why we have all of these problems in society. The very bedrock of society is the traditional family, and it's been completely destroyed by feminism, mostly. And then perpetuated by liberal media and mass psychosis and low testosterone. So... As men, we need to make sure we're crossing over that divide to speak her language. Like, I, and we tell her, it's ego, dude. It's ego. Listen to me, man. It's ego. Like, oh, man, I make the money and I provide. She ain't going to worry about nothing and everything's paid for and blah, 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 and bills. And the, like, why should I have to go above and beyond for her? She should be doing it for me. 
And what you have to understand is as a man, and this is also me speaking to myself as a man, you are the leader in the relationship. And it's not your job to wait for her. It's your job to lead her in the direction that you want your relationship to head in. Guys, I'm giving you gold right here. And this is, this is from years of screwing this up myself. Again, I'm leading you guys through my mistakes. And then for the women, you know, maybe, I don't know what your role is. Maybe it's traditional homemaker. Maybe you're like, man, well, I take care of the kids all day. I make sure the house is clean. I make sure, you know, the food is cooked. Why should I go above and beyond for my man? Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, and maybe it's a little less traditional than that. I don't know. Whatever view, like whatever you're doing in the relationship, I want you to think about the viewpoint that you're currently locked into and ask yourself, when's the last time I did something above or beyond for my man? When's the last time I did something above and beyond for my woman, for my wife, my husband, my fiance, my boyfriend, my girlfriend? When's the last time I crossed through that divide that we've created in our relationship to show that person that outside of my typical normal day-to-day -day routine, I care about them, I love them? Man, this is, I'm telling you guys right now, and this is, I know that this is a good episode because I can feel the conviction myself, and I'm already starting to think about the things that I need to start doing differently. And we're in a great spot right now. This is by no means like, oh God, we're doing terrible. I got to make a podcast about marriage. No, this is, this is, how can I improve? Like I do podcasts about fitness. I think I'm in decent shape. How can I improve? I do podcasts about investing in money and, and mentality when it comes to the world of business. I feel like I'm doing great, great in those areas, but I can improve. This is about improvement every single day. So I want you guys to think about what role have you cemented yourself into and how are you going to break through that boundary, break through your comfort zone, break through your ego to go to that other person to show them that you duly love, tr truly love them, care them, and, and want the best for them. So, you know, even if you're not married, man, I, I remember this. And women. You know, remember this episode. Lock this one down and save it and use it later because... Uh, I think that if we want to see a change in the current state of relationships, you know, we need to start breaking outside of these roles. And, and again, I really do think the biggest thing here, guys, is in, in women is ego and pride. You know, when you put, you're basically saying that you love yourself more than the other person, which I think is disgusting. Yeah, we do need, yeah, I know society now. It's like, oh, you're going to love yourself first. No, it's, it's actually God first, the other person second, then your, your ass is last. You know what I mean? Like love is supposed to be, I think that some of the most beautiful love is sacrificial love. And sometimes the, what needs to die on that altar is your ego and your pride. So it's a good one today. Uh, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Let's get it. I'm about to walk into the gym.